uplifted, need to be encouraged, need to be inspired, need to see a map to how to navigate things ahead. And we just thank you for this moment. Thank you that you're going to use us. We thank you for this time. Thank you that all this equipment is going to work perfectly and get through all the way, God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good. Good. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Conversation with Josh Field. I'm your host, Josh Field. We are back again with another great episode. This is episode 19. 19. Fun fact, this was actually planned to be episode 18. We hit some bumps in the road. We hit some, you know, some little things going on, but the Lord knew we needed this episode for this date. So we made it through and we're here. We're got, we have a legend in the building and we have a great conversation planned for you specifically. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Terry Williams. What's up, bro? What's going down, man? It's good to be here. As you said, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Lord knew. Yeah. The devil tried it, but the Lord knew. Third time's a charm. Few times, We man. back. Few times. First time, video problems. Mm-hmm. Both cameras shut out on mm-hmm. us. We're like, let's reschedule. Mm-hmm. Second time, battery was dead. Yup. And now we're here. We in this thing. We in this thing, bro. I'm excited to have you on. I feel like you have um, a lot of practical principles that can help people and myself that you've given me even a conversation yeah. that can just help navigate young people in life. Let's go. But before we get into that, I got some fun questions for you. All right. I know you're a big, I learned more that you're a huge hip hop fan. And Love you know that, me some hip hop, bro. You know the industry well. Yeah. So what, who would you say is your favorite artist, mm-hmm. why, and maybe your favorite song from that artist? Fire. Okay, so... Favorite artist is a hard one because I got so many that I love. Like, yeah. you know, people get into this debate about hip hop where it's like, who's the greatest of all time? Right. But who's to say who's the greatest? Because there's so many different metrics that you could use by which you're measuring the greatest. Dang. And one thing I love about hip hop is that when you're really all in on a good artist that can tell a great story while you're listening to them, although you might know somebody else is probably the goat, like in this moment, I can't imagine anything being more true and impactful than what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. J. Cole is one of those artists. For sure. I feel like Kendrick Lamar is one of those artists. Um, back so that I'm a little bit older, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm saying I was born in the mid-80s. Okay. I grew up in an era where Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. were both alive and dropping hits. Wow. And the big debate then was like, who's the GOAT? Is it Tupac or Biggie? Yeah. Right. These days it's like, is Jay-Z the greatest ever? And he's done a lot of good things in music. Even bigger things in business and enterprising and like things for the culture, right? If I'm to talk about my favorite, I'm not saying this person is the GOAT necessarily, but my favorite is Nipsey Hussle. Legend. The way he can bend the words of the English language to like make use of them to tell a vivid story, like take you with them along his journey, the way he spoke to like... Just the depravity of like coming up with nothing. Yeah. And he talked about how... If people knew better, they would do better. And it, he felt like the sense of responsibility, like I came from nothing and didn't see a way out. And I was blessed with a way out. And so now I reached back and educate. It's like, it just, wow. his story was so dope. I was sad that, you know, obviously his story ended too soon. Yeah. Favorite song by that artist. Man, I'm going to go with Hustle and Motivate. Ooh, yeah. Just the way that yeah. beat drops in. Yeah. Oh, survive. Fire, man. How actually I don't even know how did Nipsey like how did he make it out of yeah. his so situation? It was hip hop that got him out. So like becoming a mainstream hip hop artist yeah. was the thing that brought him the income to where he could get out of the hood, and yeah. then he started reinvesting that into his neighborhood. 
And wow. he started like a clothing line. And then he owned some stores. And then he started just like franchising businesses locally and things like that. But really, I mean, even bigger than his music, which was already amazing. Yeah. Because there he did it in a way that rhymed and was hot over hard beats. Yeah. He really, I think, in my mind, became a bigger icon when he wasn't in the booth, when he was on a microphone like this, yeah. sitting across the table right. with somebody having a conversation. Yeah. Because he would spit these principles where like cats who grew up just like him we're now getting PhD level information on wow. investing, wow. entrepreneurship. Wow. Like that dude was a legend. That's insane because a lot of people don't realize, well, I don't know if people realize, but like when I feel like when someone makes it out of that environment and then they get put on a platform where they have influence, they have money and they have um, all these accolades and a lot of attention, there's you got to realize those people are still from that area like they're not they haven't this is this lifestyle is new yeah and for him to be able to pour back into that what he grew up in and not forget about it and just like oh i'm gonna right. out and keep doing me and be selfish yeah that's insane you can take a man out the hood but you can't you take, take the, the hood, hood out the man that's right good. and so what's dope is you get out of it so what do you do now are you flexing you just stunting you just right. you showing out look at how much money i've got look at the jewels around my mm. neck or are you becoming a person who puts other people in position. Wow. And that's what he was doing. He was pouring into people. Wow. And it was it's fire, man. That's leadership, it. bringing that's up leadership. the people around you. That's facts. That's crazy. That's facts. Nissy Hustle, legend. legend. He also did some crazy stuff. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mailbox Money. No. Oh, He what? dropped a mixtape called Mailbox Money, and he charged $1,000 a copy. Yeah. So it wasn't like just your typical... You know, buy what? a copy for your standard CD price or just like stream it on Spotify or whatever. It later did go to Spotify. So it's mainstream. People can just access it. But he did it to make a statement, knowing it wasn't going to sell a lot of copies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he did it to make a statement and an example and show dudes like, okay, average American income is, I don't know, and I don't know the number off the top of my dome, but yeah. let's just say it's $50,000 yeah. a year, right? Yeah. Well, then he's like, I'm going to drop this thing for a thousand bucks. And if, 50 people get it, then that's it. That's a year's income. What? And I I flopped. I just sold 50 copies. But that's the point. If you can get a few people to believe in what you're doing wow. and create a movement, you're going to be good. That's crazy. Reminds me of something my dad taught me when I was little. He was like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you become the best in the world at what you do, you're going to be all right. Wow. Like, that's so then I So I get all that's snarky rich. with pops like, what if what if I'm the world's best at flipping burgers? Oh, okay. Well, then now you don't flip the burgers. You own the establishment wow. that has burger flippers, wow. and you're starting new locations, and then you're empowering the people who are flipping the burgers to now manage the burger flipping wow. joints that you own. And I'm like, okay, mind blown moment. It's facts. <laughs> if you're the rich. world's greatest at anything, yeah, you're gonna be alright. Yeah, with the right mentality of helping right. people around you. Right. That's great. That's what that's what separates great leaders from like just people who are like trying to impact for themselves, yeah. you know, and like, man, that's deep. That's deep. So you love, you love Nipsey Hussle. You love uh, hip hop. I, you go to the gym a lot. Obviously yep. you own a gym. Shout yep. out to the league. Let's go. One of the greatest gyms. Y'all got a bunch of new equipment I saw. Bro, we just did this whole overhaul, man. Like two years of spraying disinfectant on absolutely everything during COVID has stuff just kind of like rusty and discolored. Oh, and so we're wow. like, you know what? We're going to upgrade. Bro. So we shifted the old used gear up to our lobby where we're like just selling it mad cheap for people who to want to revamp their home gym or whatever. Yeah. And then we did this whole new overhaul. So we got new barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, and we just put them air bikes in that joint. Yeah. We got more rowers in that joint. We just we up leveled. So Makeover. Like replacing things, but then also just totally 
upgrading. That's huge. So we're, we're still. I was like, dang, everything. Everything looks so clean and nice. Like, it looks nice, Had to boy. do it, man. Sweet. So I'm curious because I know I see you in the gym. I see you doing stories and you always got some hot music going on in there. Let's go. How, what, what, what's your like, and just, this is just for mostly, maybe for someone else too, but it's mostly for me. What's your like go-to playlist in the gym? Ooh, it's a good question. So I'm kind of crazy. Like I, I literally will live DJ classes. Really? So while I'm coaching strength and conditioning, yeah, I don't just throw it on one playlist. Now I might have a few playlists that I've built over time, just mm-hmm. stuff I'm feeling, right? But I basically will read the room I'm in and I'm like, you know what? While we're doing core, we're gonna get down on some childish gambino and kind of groove to that. Yeah. Like Redbone by Childish Gambino yeah. has a little yeah. you know, welcome to the party kind of vibe. Wow. You know, settle in. Yeah. Then we get into that power phase, we're like lifting heavy things. It might be some nipsy hustle. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um wow. I, I love me some good Andy Minio. Yeah. Because uh it's always gonna be a positive message and uplifting, right? Mm. And then it's still hard beats and great lyrics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I like to work a little mix and just get creative. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I got a little bit more of a dancey crew in the house, we going Calvin Harris. You Dang. know what I'm saying? Hey, but every life. now, like every now and then, you gotta put, you gotta run that Migos. You gotta yeah. run that Rick Ross. You gotta <laughs> yeah. Some get the, push the people it. moving. Yeah. The bass tones knocking. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Um, so obviously, great. You have a great gym league. You have three kids now. Three kiddos, that's two right. Two boys and a girl. Yes. Great husband, great dad. And you serve a, the, a team of volunteers at the church. Yeah. You're over that. I want to talk about just like, we, we had a conversation. And I was like, dude, like how, how, it's hard, I feel like, to be amazing at one of those areas. And how do you how do you balance the three? How do you juggle the three? And you said something great. I would love for you to just unpack. Yeah, just the balance of rhythm. Of yeah, yeah, what yeah. what that looks like in sure. being a gym owner and entrepreneur, yeah. being a present father and husband, taking your wife out on dates, being at the church early on Sunday morning, crazy early, and mm-hmm. leading people with a smile on your face. Like, what what keeps you in that? How do you how do you navigate that life? Yeah, for sure. So I think for one, it's like. I'm not trying to go hard, hustle, grind, add more things to my plate. Like there was no decision made on my part. Like, you know what? I think I want to co-direct a volunteer department, right. right? Like there was never a day where I woke up and like, you know what? I want to help manage like 5,700 people, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. But what happened was I was a volunteer yeah. in the local church for about 12 years, loved it. Just love serving. Like, yeah. wasn't about a paycheck. It was just, yeah. Quite honestly, it's like I love the people that I serve with. Wow. Right. Yeah. I love being. I love playing any part of this message going forth. I love any part of assisting in something that brings life change. Mm. So I'm here for it. Right. Yeah. And then just over the years doing serving, and then ultimately kind of feeling like, man, there's, like, I'm purposed to step up. Mm. And to step over to the other side of this thing. And then some of our leaders began to like call me out, like, you know what? We were thinking about you. We thought like we see like a different style and level of leadership on your life. Yeah. And we don't want to like bury you with that or like the thought of obligations. There's no pressure, but like, how are you feeling about it? So then as I talk it over with wifey, I pray over it, I, I really think about it. It just really came to uh, a place of peace. Like, yeah, mm. for this season. I believe that that's the lane I should be in. And so yeah. it's kind of more of like feeling called to it. Yeah. So I say that just on the front end to anybody who's like navigating big decisions or has way too much on their plate. Like you could be called 
for a season to add more to your plate. You could be called to step away from something and not have it on your plate and just wow. being nimble, being open. Like mm. it's all about purpose. It's never about position. Wow. Like if you're so rattled about, I want to look like a boss, I want to do this or that, I want to have this platform, this level of influence. If your mindset isn't in the right place and it's 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 me and mine and hashtag level up and yeah. be the boss, it just you can't sustain that. Wow. It's like God could bless you with it and then like that's on you to sustain. Wow. Right? That's good. But if he hands you something, yeah. you can receive it. Yeah. You can welcome it as grace that you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it, wow. right? It's a God thing. A, so good. a good idea is, how did I think of that? A God idea is, I could have never thought of that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's good. So I'm trying my best to navigate a God idea. Wow. And how do I balance it all? The thing with me is rhythm over balance. I remember Jabin Chavez coming in as a guest speaker, and he was speaking... Uh, not in like a structured moment. This wasn't a part of a conference. This wasn't a part of a service. This was him in a small room with a group of leaders. And it was just kind of like workshop style. Like we yeah. just going to talk, no script. Yeah. And he said something that really jacked me up in the right way. He said, forget about the myth of balance, right? Think of balance like Santa Claus, like the Easter bunny, it's cute ideas, wow. right? Like we love it, you know what I'm saying? Believing yeah. in it, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But ultimately at the end of the day, like th there's something else going on behind that, yeah. right? Wow. But rhythm, and this was so powerful for me, rhythm is the thing that'll keep your life in balance. Because if I have a rhythm, here's what it means. I am present fully where my feet are. Mm. So I can be a great dad because I'm communicating to the folks who work at the organization I'm leading at the gym or folks who are serving in the church that I have a leadership position at, like yeah. at this time I shift, I'm dad. So like just as fervently and passionately as I was in here, like in logistics meetings and wow. going through spreadsheets, yeah. at this moment I'm watching Paw Patrol, yeah. I'm changing a diaper, I'm on my hands and knees on all fours. I'm yeah. a horsey in the living room getting wow. rode on. Yeah. I'm out in the front yard practicing basketball with my oldest son. Shout out to little T. The yeah. Avengers are going to the championship game. Let's Get go. Out of here. I saw that. Them you boys are going hard. Let's go. And he's getting buckets. I got to be a champion for my son who's wow. soon to be a champion. I can't just wow. be a champion for the organization I work for That's or the great. organization I lead. Wow. And so rhythm is important because it means that I delegate tasks now important designation, important point of clarification here, designating tasks or delegating to people does not mean that you just like defer to, um, like responsibility gets dumped on somebody. Mm -hmm. It means that you in wisdom understand what ought to be on your plate wow. and what others must carry so that you can be fully present to the things that you must drive that are on your plate, right? Wow. And so... Finding the right school for my kids where the curriculum is actually fire. Wow. Not just a daycare. Not just, hey, take care of my kids because I'm busy. Right. But like, do you care about my kids? Do you nurture them? Do you pour into them? Because while I'm fully present at work, I'm going to need you to be fully present and engaged in the development of my child. Because wow. when they come home from your school, <laughs> I'm about to be fully engaged in yeah. assisting them through their homework and things like that, right? Wow. So for me to sit here with you rocking this podcast. Yeah. The gym is open right now. I'm not present at the gym. 
Wow. I got a guy named Tez. He's my right hand man. Yeah. He's not just coaching a class and clocking in, clocking out, just showing up. Yeah. He's a guy who loves people well. He's a guy who pours into people. He's a guy who challenges people. He calls out the greatness in them that they don't yet see in themselves. Wow. He's a guy who, when I'm doing personal training one on one, he's my trainer. He's not just the employee where I like his boss. Like yeah. he's my boss sometimes in wow. my own gym. Right. Dang, yeah. And so, pardon the lengthy answer here, but I think the the important thing here is that if you have a lot on your plate, you gotta forget about how do I balance all this stuff? You gotta be fully present to where your feet are and you gotta set up systems in your life mm. such that roles are delegated and you can have the freedom to be present. Like I'm here undistracted, not stressing about what's going down at the gym. Right. Because the guy who's in there, I can say humbly, like I trust him. He's yeah. my leader too. Wow. So he can sure lead the people who are clients of the organization we're running. Wow. Right? I think that where people get it twisted is that balance would mean that things carry equal weight. Mm. So for me to focus on balance says my relationship with my wife, how I show up as a father and what I do for a living have equal weight. Like what? Wow. Come on fam. Family going to be heavier than all of this. It's, it's heavier than entrepreneurship. Mm. And I try to run the kind of organization that deals with the kind of people that understand that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not slighting anybody saying that. Wow, I think great. family is bigger than ministry. Mm. I'm part of a ministry that's like, yeah, bro, go be a good dad. We yeah. support you, right? Wow. Family over everything. So I got to be fully present to family just as sure as I'm fully present to the work I do. Man, that's brilliant. That's great. Was that something that you like discovered as you became a father or or a husband then a father or was that something you were taught as a as a son you know when did when did you pick that up and and really what made you own that because i feel mm. like that's a characteristic that people like maybe who weren't taught that can own that and be like i want like my family's gonna be a priority like wow. the people the people who like my legacy is gonna be a priority mm. i want to make room for my children to to flourish and their my grandchildren to flourish yeah. like when did you pick that up and own that um, honestly, I think it was circumstance taught me that. You know mm. what I mean? I don't think I was naturally wired. Wow. Now, I will say, I think I always dreamed of being a, a great husband and father. Yeah. And that's still something I'm like trying to grow into being. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't ever want to stop learning or assume I have the answers or right. come to a place of conceit like I'm just the man in that arena. Yeah. But I'm deeply invested in that work. And I think I was naturally wired to want those things. But uh, starting a business at an early age was like, oh, I want to shine. I want to grow right. this thing. I want to have fire marketing. I want to, you know, it's like you think in empire thoughts. It's like, yeah. bro, real talk, it's a mom and pop shop and you're a rookie. But you think in like empire, right? right. Which is cool. You should right. dream big. You should have big vision. But what I'm saying is initially I was on a track to become a workaholic, burnt out, depressed, Whoa. just all my eggs were in one basket and I was focusing on one thing with everything I had. Mm. It took me coming to a pretty severe level of burnout mm. to really question like, okay, is this about what I do or why I'm doing it and who I'm doing it for? Wow. Right? And then having kids That's absolutely great. changed it because the thing I had dreamed of being was now in front of me like, oh, now I am a dad. Right? Yeah. So, I mean... Gym's going well. It's it's awesome. We're yeah. now franchising. We're having cool conversations with folks about taking it to other cities. Yeah. It's an exciting time. But 
my core values tell me mm. if ever there comes a day where to run the gym, I'd have to be a trash dad right. or like wow. uh, not present emotionally for my wife as a husband. Yeah. Oh, well, then we can just shut all this down. It's not wow. as important to me. Wow. We can we can eat beans and rice and go broke and figure something else out until wow. the next opportunity comes. Wow. But I'm not going to allow what I do to trump who I am. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's that's such a selfless desire. Is that does that come easy for you, or is that like something like you practice at, like serving your wife, serving mm-hmm. your kids, like being? Is that like something like you're not naturally as someone who can give that, or mm-hmm. is that something you you're working at to get better and you see it getting maybe not easier but more natural? Yeah, more natural for sure. Like I'm, I'm not gonna claim to be an expert right. at any of this. Yeah, because I think we can only ever lead from a position of learning. Wow. So I'm committed to learning. Yeah. I'm trying to learn every day yeah. who my wife is, what matters to her, how I can best serve her. Yeah. And I'll do it imperfectly sometimes, but I'll right. always do it with intention. Wow. And I'll always seek to lean in her direction. Yeah. She's incredible too. She's leaning in my direction. Yeah. And when two spouses do that, nobody gets missed, right? Right. I'm trying to be fully me, but I'm trying to be the version of me that serves her best. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But I mean, does it come natural? I think that. In a way it does. I naturally carry a desire to, but like you said, it's a thing that you kind of exercise and you put yeah. work into and over time it could become uh, more of an automatic uh, tendency. Over time it can become more of a, a thing that feels natural to you. So yeah. it's something that I'm growing in. I'm constantly exercising that muscle. That's great. Yeah. And even to hit you more on that, I'm curious. I was having a, a conversation with a friend the other day and we we're talking about he just he recently got married, recently had a kid, and he was like he was like now my life is it's all about her, it's all about him, the son, and it just it, I was like man that's interesting because he was like nothing's about me. How do you? Because like obviously you still have desires, you still have a job, you still yeah. have goals. Like like how do you like? It, there's got to be things that you want to support for yourself, but like, what's the balance of that? Like making sure, I love what you said when we were having coffee, you were like, you you stay curious about yeah. Ashley and yeah. you, what did you say? Asking open-ended questions. And oh yeah. St- talk about that, but like, how do you do that and make sure she's priority, mm-hmm. but also not like just like throw yourself in the gutter? Ooh, like, yeah. you know, like how do you, ba- what's the balance or the, the rhythm of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that a, a really big thing is understanding that it's all an unfinished work. Wow. So I married Ashley when I was in my early 20s. I plan to stay married to Ashley until I'm in my early hundreds. You know what I'm saying? Till it's time to kick the can and and go be with Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. How arrogant would it be of me to assume I know everything about her? Wow. Right? I'm in the early end of a very long story with the love of my life. I find it to be a blessing and a beautiful thing to be constantly discovering new things about her, right? And so I love getting curious about my wife. I love asking questions that don't just have a yes or no answer Mm. that allow her to think through what's important to her, what matters to her, what really just makes her soul sing, and Mm. us to be on that journey together and finding out where are we going next. Like one of our favorite things to do is we go hiking and when we go hiking, it's dope because like you don't know the end of that trail, wow. but you're trusting that it's going to be beautiful as you continue hiking. Wow. You might take a break, sidestep the trail for a minute, you know, take your, your little picnic situation out the backpack and enjoy that and then get back on the trail. Yeah. You might have points where you're like, is this even still the trail? <laughs> Revisit that map. Oh, we don't got no cell service out here, so it's time to figure it out. You're in such trust 
together as you navigate a process where you don't know the finish line. And then when you get to see beautiful things along the way, it's a reminder that you're on the right track. Wow. So I'm committed to that curiosity with my wife. Wow. I'm committed to that curiosity with my kids. Like, Lil T's basketball team is crushing it, and I'm proud of him. Yeah. And if he says next season, like, Dad, I don't, I didn't like basketball. I don't want to do basketball again. <laughs> okay, cool. So what are we doing now? Soccer? What are you into? Yeah. And I'll support it. Wow. Not going to be like, you made the wrong call, and I told you so, and you should have been over here. Like, I want to discover who my kids are by exposing them to things. Now, if he wants to quit in the middle of a season, that's different. You're going to finish what you started, yeah, right? Yeah, that's good. Um, so there's, there's a lot in that to journeying. Uh, to staying curious, That's to great. being in trust. Uh, and then how do I do that without losing myself? I do think that my life's priority is the legacy that I'll leave. I do think that wow, wifey great. comes first, the kids come first, right? Um, wow. I try my best to take care of myself too. Yeah. And to just understand the value of me time, uh, taking a little break to just to just chill and be, you know? And I know that yeah. for different people, it's different things. For some, it's not a chill thing. It's like, when I'm doing my me time, I got to be, you know, with the guys and go hooping on a Monday night or, yeah. you know, I like to do this or that, right? And for me, honestly, at this season of my life, it's like less is more. Mm-hmm. Like when I get time where my calendar is empty, which can be hard to do when you're juggling a lot of rocks and you're busy. Uh, when I get to a time where my mind is empty, like I'm not stressing, thinking about stuff, planning things, running and gunning. That to me is so recharging for me. Mm. Like getting my Saturday morning walk at sunrise before my family is awake, mm. walk down to the lake, chilling. That's like my prayer time. Yeah. That's my meditative time. That's my time to just kind of like get quiet so I can then live loud when I get back wow. out into the world. That's great. Get quiet. So you said so you can live loud? Wait, yeah, I got to is... get quiet so wow. I can live loud. That's great. Right? So I want to, on Monday morning, which by the way, I'm a thank God it's Monday person. People be talking about thank God it's Friday. By yeah. Friday, I didn't empty the tank because <laughs> I'm going to go ham all yeah. week long. Yeah, so dope. Monday morning, 4 a.m., up and rocking Yeah, on some let's go type energy. Yeah. To be that person, I got to also be the person who is finding quiet spaces within Mm. the week where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy my little matcha tea and I'm chilling and uh, I don't really care to scroll through Instagram right now. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to sweat the things that stress me or frustrate me. Like This is the time for me to just be. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's huge because that's setting the trajectory of your day, having yeah. that morning. Because you posted, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, about your morning routine. You were like, yeah. nobody mess with my morning routine. Yeah. I was uh, <laughs> I was reposting something from Jay Shetty. He was talking uh-huh. about his, his morning routine. Yeah. And he's such a boss with just like what he teaches in terms of like honoring routines and starting your day off strong. And yeah. I just love so much that he spoke to that. And I was like, I got to repost that. Man, that's great. Have When did you, when did you like, because I know girls like have like nightly routines, like mm. some guys have morning routines. Like I know for uh, like Murph and I, like sometimes he'll wake up before me and he'll like come on, like either do the dishes, turn on worship music, do his thing. Or like yeah. I'll, I'll like do my, like brush my teeth, come in here, make some coffee, make some breakfast, do a Devo. Like when did you discover your routine and how is that, how is that like changed? your day i don't know like i feel like 
I just I love your excellence, and I feel like you've probably been like excellent your whole life, but I really don't know. So like, when did you when did you like like all right, my morning like is my me time? Was mm-hmm. it when you got married and you're like I need to navigate this new venture with the with my spouse, or was it like something you were doing in in high school? Did you wake up at four a.m. hit some push-ups and then like what you, what were you doing? You know, in high school I would link up with my buddy Wes who lived like three houses down. Yeah. We hit the garage early in the morning and get what? us a couple reps. You know no, what I'm saying? Really. Man, yeah. That's amazing. But, I'm not surprised. That was connected more to that friendship and how sure. he was a self-starter mm. and he would push me hard. Mm. Uh, then came the days after I graduated college where I was looking to become a trainer and I was taught real early on like, oh, you trying to like, you trying to get any kind of work, get any kind of clients, you got to be willing to wake up early. Yeah. Because these jokers who've been doing it for a long time, they built their book of business, they didn't got comfortable or lazy, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I don't work before 10 a.m. Yeah. Because they're like high society. They got the power to do what they want to do. Right. So it's like, okay, rookie, you got to be willing to take these 5 a.m. clients, you know? And so I kind of got into a rhythm there of choosing to wake up early. Because at that moment, it was like, I need this for opportunity. But then it became like, oh, I'm in this routine. I feel good about this. I love this. I learned things about myself. I learned that I'm at my best early in the morning. And I know that's not right for everybody. Some people are night owls. My wife is one of them. If you gave her the options to wake up early, go hard, be done sooner, or sleep in longer and work later, she'd love to work later. I'm like, on that early end. Now, it comes with uh, the reality that in the evenings I'm like, yo, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm clocking out. Like, I'm not gonna be the one staying up all night working on something. Like, I'm through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think getting into a rhythm of actually structuring that time, mm. being mature about that time, committing to it, making sure that time happens. That's a more recent thing for sure. Yeah. That's like within the time frame uh, that I've been married. Mm. That I've been like. Not just I happen to be a morning person or I'm cool with waking up early, but I'm gonna be intentional yeah. with this time. Yeah. And like you said, um, just owning that it it sets the tone for my day. Yeah. I love one thing Craig Johnson said, mm. OG PC. Yeah. Pastor Craig, uh, he says your devotional life determines your emotional life. Wow. And that's so real. Yeah. Like getting that time to just be quiet, mm. getting that time to sit with God and not do all the talking, frankly. Like some of your prayer time needs to be time where you are shutting up. Wow. Like I can't, like if we, if you said, let's do this podcast interview and you just like talked at me the whole time and didn't give me a shot shot to respond. Yeah. Would that even be a conversation? Right. It wouldn't be a conversation with Josh Field. It'd be a rant by Josh (laughs) Field. Yeah. Wow. And so I think of the same thing when it comes to my quiet time, my devotional time in the morning. It's intentional wow. time. It's not just, That's great. God, thank you so much for my life. And God, please help me with this. And God, this part of my life really sucks. If you could bless me, that would help a lot. And God, I'm really struggling to believe in you because I never hear from you. What about listening? Wow. And I think that's big. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. And not only that, listening, but like what you're doing with your time. And to keep keep going into that, because I so many great, great gems you're dropping. So you have a lot going, well, I say a lot. From the outside looking in a lot, like gym owner, family man, not just attending a church, serving at the church, leading the church, staff at the church. What do you do? I know you mentioned like going on walks and stuff like that, quiet mm-hmm. time. What do you do for rest? Like, And how do you know when you're, like, do you know when you're gassed? Or how do you prevent yourself from getting gassed? Because I know... I've heard people say, like, don't make decisions when you're wore out. Yep. So how do you prevent yourself from getting to that state? Bro, that is a huge question. So answering that from the standpoint of 
being married, having kids, being at age 36, I would look back at myself at age 26 and say the following, okay? Learn to know when it's time to pull back. Because the thing is, I do love what I do, right? So I'm really busy, I work hard, do all that, right? But you can almost, it's a big advantage to know what you're purposed and called to do, but there's like this buried disadvantage in it in that because you love it, you don't view it as work. Mm-hmm. I love the, the you know, the maxim of do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. But it's hocus pocus in some mm. regards. Your work is work. Your work costs you something. Yeah. Your iPhone battery can't just mm. go all day. Even if it's doing stuff for you that you love, that battery is going to die. That's good. And it's the same thing with you working yourself mm. like crazy. Sure, go get more clients, go kill it. Sure, go do more things, go hop on more podcasts, go get more uh, engagements and opportunities. But if you just love it so much that you've convinced yourself that you're Superman and you can do it without end, you've lied to yourself. And at some point, you're going to have to pay the bill on that Mm. debt that you've gotten yourself into. Rest debt is nothing to play with. Wow. Having gone through severe burnout, I can tell you it's nothing to play with. It takes so much to untangle that. And so having developing a skill for knowing when it's time to rest is critical. And for me, I've developed that skill uh, or am still learning how to develop that skill. It's a journey, right? You never, ever touch the finish line. It's always a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, what I'm learning is that rest for me looks a lot like time in nature, Mm. Um, time where I am disconnected from tech devices. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anne Lamott once said, Everything works better when you unplug it for a few moments, including yourself. Wow. And that hits different. Wow. Like that really resonates with me. I like to just get unplugged. Mm. I like to uh, take a walk and not be staring at my phone and looking through my calendar, but to just notice the trees. I love to have a long drive. I love uh, trying to get more sleep. That sounds boring to somebody out there. To my 26-year-old self, that would sound like a very boring answer. <laughs> but at 36, I'm like, yeah, getting a full night of sleep, that's a vibe. Yeah, right. That's, man, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I love that. I want to know now, I want to, man, I think we've hit everything I wanted to talk about, but I just want to keep going. But um, if I know you were talking about talking to your 26-year-old self. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure of what your child, like your 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 growing up stage looked like. But if you could go back and maybe encourage your 16 year, 18 year old self, yeah. What what is something you know now as a father, a husband? Um, what would you go back and give your younger self advice for? Wow. Well, I would tell myself to not worry so much about fighting for approval. Mm. Now, wow. now being a dad, it's crazy. It's like. My sons educate me on how I'm viewed as a son. Mm. And I mean that in a spiritual and also a natural way. So I think about my dad and how I'm a very different person than my dad. Mm. And how growing up, I might have felt like, man, he probably wishes I was a superstar running back and that I would pledge the fraternity that he pledged in college. And he probably wishes I was this and that. And maybe he don't understand that I'm a creative, right? I would have had all those, you know? Yeah. And, and I think maybe that can like jack with your decision making because you're trying to be who you are, but you want to make your pops proud, right? Yeah, yeah. But now being a dad, I see so clearly like, bro, whatever my kids get into, whoever they become, I'm just here to support that. Like wow. God don't have grandchildren. Those are those are his children. Wow. And I'm here to steward 
their Man. life. I don't own these kids. Wow. And so I don't have to That's impose great. myself on them. And now being an adult, I have such a great relationship with my dad. Always did, by the way. He's an incredible father. Was yeah. always present. Yeah. He, he always communicated that he loved me and was proud of me. Wow. Um, but now being an adult and, and seeing how my dad and I hold conversation and connection yeah. is so special to me, you know? Wow. And so, and then also even in a spiritual sense, like I, I look at my kids and the the opportunities for extending grace mm. when I'm frustrated or disappointed mm. or they haven't obeyed a rule that they know exists. Yeah. And it's like time to have that conversation. Yeah. It's like, wow. I can't imagine ever loving you any less, no matter what you do. You could do something heinous. Wow. That I'm gonna call out as wrong yeah. and take you to task on accountability will be there, yeah. consequence will be there, but I can't imagine it making me love you any less, right? Wow. Uh, and so, I just think that I, I would I would hang my hat on that right there. Like, mm. don't fight for validation, mm. don't jockey for position, don't try to prove anything to anybody. Mm. When we get into a place of trying to prove haters wrong or even prove our supporters right. Wow, we're we're always out of alignment. That's good. We're not in an op, uh, in a position of operating in our calling. Like wow. if I'm here to be who I'm here to be, then say what you got to say about me. Like I'm gonna yeah. have peace at night, laying my head on the pillow, knowing that I was who I was called to be today. Yeah, and you're gonna have people support you and people who come against you. And I guess it's all about just doing what you know you're called to do and being okay with that. Man, that's great. That's really great. So you. It's come coming to a close here in a little bit, but you moving forward, like what what do you what do you where do you see yourself in the next 10, 15 years? What what's like is it, you know, like what 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 are you moving towards mm. as Terry Williams? Like what what does that look like for you? Man, it's a big question. You know, I, I recently in a conversation with my therapist, uh huh, something like that came up. Wow. And he was like, never move away from anything. Always just move toward things. Ooh, wow. And it was powerful. And so I'm really navigating that these days. I'm really looking at the dashboard of my life. Yeah. And I'm saying, my kids one day will be the age I currently am. And they're going to look back and they're going to have a story to tell about what kind of dad I was and how it influenced their upbringing. My wife, at some point in the future, she might write a book, an autobiography. What story yeah. will she tell? What kind of husband was I? Wow. And so it's all about this moment. It's all about the present moment. Wow. You know, it's all about who can I be today? So good. Right? What have I learned from all my yesterdays? And looking at myself with no judgment, but tons of self compassion, plenty of grace. Can I fully own the mistakes I made? Can I release the stuff where it wasn't my mistake and something else happened to me? Yeah. Can I forgive people who I'll never hear an apology from? Like, can I deal with yesterday, uh, right? Yeah. And then can I build tomorrow? Mm. All I have as an opportunity for that is today, this present moment. Mm. Um, my homie Mark, he owns a boxing gym. Yeah. And the slogan is fight, and it's an acronym. And it stands for forget it, go hard today. Wow. And I love that. That's great. It's akin to something we've said at the league, at my gym for a long time, which is today we forget yesterday, today we build tomorrow, today we get 1% better. Wow. And so now, pardon the long-winded tangent there, no, arriving at the actual answer to the question, I don't know where I'll be in 10 years. That's great. In 10 years, I'll be sitting right in the middle of what today mm. looks like 10 years from now. Wow. And I will have learned so much because every single day, I wasn't focused on 
what the outlook will will be in the future. Like if I want the future I dream of, if I want my kids to tell a beautiful story of the father I was, if I want my wife to tell an incredible story of the husband I was, if I want the leaguers to tell an awesome story of what this gym meant to them, then wow. I got to be present and focused today. Wow. And I got to be in my rhythm. Wow. I will be a student 10 years from now. Wow. I will be um, still exploring my calling 10 years from now. I will be open to... Uh, a hard shift at the direction of God 10 years from now. Wow. No matter what it looks like. That's great. Dang, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, dude. No that doubt, was bro. that was really really good. Well, that is all we have. That was I we could keep going, but my goodness, that was so 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 good. Um but we're going to come to an end here. Terry, thanks so much for making time. No doubt, here. brother. We're here in the middle of the day. Um thank you guys so much for watching. Um, send us to somebody who you think might need to hear it. Like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. But um, I hope this got to you in a great place. I hope this encourages you. We love you so much. We'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Dude, that was good. That was great. That was Thanks, really man. great. I appreciate you. Really bro. great. I can't wait to go back and listen to that. That was so much just great practicals throughout the whole thing. My gosh. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. It means a lot.